0: It's Saturday morning. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm your host, Will Bangora, and you are listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, it doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. That's what we do here on Pet Talk today. We are here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Give us a call. If you are in the Phoenix area or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. With me today are my co host Brittany Duchesne and Jordan Marsteller. Good, good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, good morning. How's your week been? Busy.
1: Yep. Very busy.
0: <laughs> I always like to say it's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> okay, it's been I rough. like that. Not rough. Um yeah it's been it's been a rough week it's been a long week. But I am so excited about the Phoenix Suns it's just crazy. You know I'm from Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Right and the Suns are playing Milwaukee, you know, so it's like everybody's like, "Well, who are you rooting for?" I'm like, "Well, I've been here longer." Yeah, and I'm rooting for the Suns. However, if Milwaukee wins, I'm not going to be as disappointed as if it were another team. But go sons, let's do this. I think, uh, I think they play again tomorrow. I think, uh, I think tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow Sunday, they are going to be playing again in, uh, in Milwaukee. I believe that, uh, that's going to be game three. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Anyway, we need to be talking about pets and, and today we're going to be, uh, discussing dog training myths and myths related to dog behavior. You know, there's so much misinformation out there. There's so many different points of view out there. Uh, what can you believe? Um, where are you going to go to sort out all that information? Well, that's what we're going to try to do here today. We're going to help you by sorting out the myths from the facts. Uh, we're also going to be taking your calls and answering your pet behavior, and training questions. So if you've got a pet and you would like some advice, don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Again, those numbers are 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. But before we start talking about myths in dog training and pet training. Um, It's time first for Pet Talk News.
2: Good morning, folks. This morning on Pet Talk News, we're going to be talking about the top six reasons dogs bite. With very rare exceptions, dog bites do not come out of nowhere, even if it sometimes seems that way. From small nicks that don't break the skin to serious bites that require medical care, there are multiple reasons a dog might feel that biting is their best response. First, we have fear. Most aggressive behavior from dogs is on some level rooted in fear. A dog might be fearful of something or someone getting close to them. This bite is generally to create distance. Second, startled. Dogs can bite if they are startled, especially if they have been sleeping. This can be particularly common with older dogs who may have decreased sight or hearing. Third, protecting and guarding. If your dog has something valuable, like toys, food, or shoes that they don't want to share, they might bite out of fear that that valuable thing will be taken away. Four, frustration. Dogs can get overwhelmed. Dogs who feel they are trapped in a situation or feeling frustrated by being unable to reach something they want because they are being held back by an owner or leash may turn and bite what is holding them back. Fifth, Pain. Being sick or injured can be very stressful, scary, and overwhelming for dogs. Even the most tolerant dogs can bite when they are injured or in pain. And finally, probably most commonly, play. One common form of biting that people don't necessarily think about is mouthing, which happens in conjunction with play. Light biting or mouthing is a common way that dogs explore the world around them. That's... The top six reasons that dogs bite, folks. All right.
0: Thanks for that, Jordan. Appreciate absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's interesting to know. So like I said earlier, one of the things that we're going to be discussing today are dog training myths, myths about dogs, myths about dogs and their behavior. Um, as I said, there's so much misinformation out there. You know, everybody goes to Google. You know, yep. everybody goes to the Google machine. Yeah, right? I mean, I use it all the time, especially right. when I want to when I want to win an argument. You know, even yeah. even okay. even when I'm you know wondering what's going on, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, yeah, hey, what what is all this? She goes, GTS. <laughs> I can't say the S word on on the radio. I can say hell and damn and all that, <laughs> but I can't say the S word. But GTS. She tells me, you you guys figured that out. <laughs> um, so I GTS lots of stuff. Um, but let me tell you, um, when it comes to behavior, real behavior stuff, yeah. and when it comes to medicine, yeah. stay the hell away from stuff on Absolutely. Google, unless you actually know to get scholarly articles that have been published and peer-reviewed peer in professional reviewed. journals. Um, and if you're looking for something really good, you're going to look for a double-blind study, folks. Um, and uh, if you haven't studied behavioral statistics, but you've studied Other statistics, I got news for you. Behavioral statistics are very, very different than regular statistics. You
2: know, an alternative, if they don't, if they can't, you know, find those scholarly articles, they could always give Phoenix Dog Training a call. I'm certain that we would
0: be willing to, uh, provide a nice consultation. There we go. Jordan plugging the company. Phoenix (laughs) Dog Training, yeah. Give us a call if you've got a problem, but we would like to hear from you first today with what we're doing on air. And that number to call us to have us help you with your pet's behavior is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Um, what, what's one of the myths, Jordan, That that is a common uh, misunderstanding oh. that dog owners may have, and and things that even dog trainers are spouting.
2: Absolutely, and, and you
0: know they're spouting you know, things that aren't true.
2: You know, if if I had to say my top myth, myth, especially the one that I hear all the time, is your dog knows. That they've misbehaved because they're giving you
0: a guilty look.
1: Yep, I cannot believe that.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. Wait, wait, crazy. wait, wait a minute. What do you mean you can't believe that?
1: I totally thought my dog just—he knows when he's in trouble.
0: Boy, he's got what, you, what wrapped is, you wrapped his around his little. What is he doing? wrapped around his little paw? Down.
2: His ears go his back. He goes right he goes, right to, his yep, he goes he to his kennel, huh? Yeah, he knows, yeah, right? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I'm no. telling you, what he knows is that uh that when you come home. Because typically when you're gone, he's probably done something wrong. Mm-hmm. What he knows is when you're, when you come home that you find that and usually he's getting in trouble. If he knew that he was doing something wrong, he wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, dogs, dogs don't feel guilty, but they can read your energy. Absolutely. When you walk in that door. So you don't even have to look at them. You don't have to say anything and they're going to start to cower or you know, have this submissive look, and you, and you're thinking, hey, that means that they're guilty, and that's not what it means. I'm Will Van Gura and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your dog and cat behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning. We need to take a quick break from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: everybody when they come to my door i'll eat anything if it falls on the floor now i've heard the rumors i think i better ask you i heard i might be a doll won't somebody please tell me it ain't true
0: welcome back everybody thanks for staying with us if you are just joining us I'm Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pets just not listening? Maybe you've got a dog, a cat. Maybe you've got a bird that's bonkers. Maybe you've got a rabbit with bad habits or a temperamental turtle. It doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. It doesn't matter what kind of problem your pet is having. We're here to help you finally put an end to all of those unwanted nuisance behaviors. Give us a call right now. Learn how to correct that once and for all for good. Pick up your phone. Give us a call if you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area. The number to call is 602-277-5369 or 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100.
1: So we have a few people that are on Facebook. I don't believe we have any callers quite yet, but definitely give us a call.
0: Um, are these people on Facebook or are they online? Yeah, they were. Uh, are, wait, hold on. Yeah. Josh, are they holding? Oh, they're on Facebook. Did they have a question? Yeah.
2: They didn't want to give you the well, question. <laughs> well, I no. have the comments pulled up. So if you have a question, please just uh, comment it onto the live stream and I will, uh I'll let us, I'll let.
0: Yeah. If you I'll got a question, Facebook, Facebook people, if you've got a question, because we've got Facebook live going yep. on. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and put it in the comments, and Jordan, will, will see what you're saying, and uh, we'll answer your questions. Absolutely. Maybe you've got a comment about today's show. Hopefully um, it's it's uh, not profane, you know, but you can't say those type of things. Uh, if, if, if that's, <laughs> that is correct. But anyway, um, yeah, give us a call if you have a question and would like us to help you with your pet's problems. Um, a little while ago before we went to break, um, we were talking about there are so many Myths, myths about yes. dog behavior. So many myths about dog training. And and how do you sort that out? Yeah, you know what do you know is true? Because especially, you know what the problem is. You got, and and, and I don't know if you ever heard this. Okay, I'm ready. All I'm right, ready. um, do you know what? You know what, uh, the only thing that two dog trainers can agree upon. Oh my gosh, that the third one's wrong. Exactly. That's, That's right. The only thing that two dog trainers can agree on is that the third one is wrong. And, and, you know, what are you to believe? You got one trainer telling you one thing, you got another trainer telling you something, you got a, a behaviorist telling you something, yeah. and yeah. then of course you got the, the three neighbors in the neighborhood that are, you know, quote unquote, personal dog whisperers themselves. Yeah. They have a special relationship with animals mm-hmm. until they get bit. Um, mm-hmm. that want to tell you what to do. So everything that we talk about is based in science, evidence based information, evidence based science based training. Um, so I'm a big believer um, in science. Mm-hmm. Um, is science set in stone? No. Absolutely not. It's based on all the information we know up to this point. Right. And right. science updates itself as new information is discovered, found. Um, so it's not, not set in stone. Again, we're dealing with behaviors. Yes. Behaviors yes. are fluid. However, there are certain things that definitely... Are myths. What was the one we were talking about um, before we went to bed? We were talking about oh, guilty. The guilty look. Now we do have a question from our
2: Facebook comments. All right, what's that? Um, the question from Tammy is, and actually, oh wow, this is this is my mother herself. Your mother. This is my <laughs> own mother. Every, everybody, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen,
0: <laughs> it's Mrs. Marston. That is correct. Her question Welcome. is, how do we stop a dog from digging? How do you stop a dog from digging? Well, first and foremost, okay, let me tell you why the dog continues to dig. Because you're not watching the dog and you're not correcting the dog in the act. You're letting the dog out. The dog is digging. It's yep, fun. Uh, it's a reinforcer. It could be from boredom. It could be that the dog is hot and it wants to lay in the hole, which is going to be a whole lot cooler. Um, it could be, depending upon what they're digging around, if there's a irrigation system, a sprinkler yeah. system, um, they can hear the air go through that. They get interested in the water and next thing you know, they're pawing at it and then they go into um, digging. But how do you stop it? Yes. Well, first and foremost, never let your dog out unsupervised to begin with. There needs to be a consequence. There exactly. needs to be a correction in the act at the exact same time the dog is digging. Now, if you do that, you're consistent, you're regular about it. It won't take long before your dog will stop digging. Now, if you got the dog that's like the absolute worst digger in the world, and you know what? Then you got these... Manipulators? No, they're not. They're not guilty, and they're not manipulators. No. So, so you got these dogs. So you got these dogs that you know they're really difficult to stop. And sometimes you got to bait them to dig, absolutely, because you'll be out there watching them and they won't dig. Right. But by God, you get in that house, and they're digging, digging, digging. And we're talking. You take the stuff that they love.
2: You take that treat. You take that peanut butter. You put things under the ground. Their favorite toy. You bury it with a little bit of dirt. And you got to bring your dog up to these spots, and when they try to dig, we correct and prevent it. But now, this is the important part. When you bring them up to it and they do
0: not attempt to dig, we need to mark and reward that behavior. Absolutely. We have to reward the right thing. And, you know, we're always talking about, as as dog owners, correcting the bad dog. But what we don't do enough of is... Reward and reinforce the correct, right behavior. So, yeah, we're going to bring the dog up to the baited situation. We've got some yummy stuff that is in a hole that we've covered up, and there's just a little bit of covering over the top of the food. Now, the dog's nose, they can smell like crazy. They're going to go ahead and know it's there. Once they start showing interest, that's when you want to correct them. Don't wait for them to start actually digging. Their nose goes down, they're going to start digging, Mm -hmm. okay? You want to correct them there. Now, how do you know if it's a correction or an interruption? Because I talk about that a lot. I talk about that a lot. Most people are interrupting their dogs. They're not correcting them, and that's why they continue to do the behavior. So a correction's unpleasant. Yes, there's got to be some discipline. It's got to be unpleasant. Maybe it's just a very firm no. Okay, but you've got to watch the dog. If the dog doesn't seem a little bit put back by your verbal correction, chances are you just interrupted it. Yeah, you got the dog to stop in that moment. Yeah, but there is nothing motivating the dog to not mm-hmm. do it again. Exactly. All right. Um, how long is this going to take? If you stay out there and you do this, usually, you know, you can get this taken care of within a few days to a month. just depends on the dog. Every dog um, is going to be a little bit different.
2: Exactly. And the important part here is that we make sure that we are not allowing it to happen. So even if you're in the backyard, you can't just be watching them. They need to be on leash. They need to be on leash. If they're going to dig, even with you in the backyard, they have to be on leash. Yeah,
0: and don't watch them like you watch your dogs at the dog park, folks, because nobody's watching their dogs at the dog park. And that's why dogs are... Having such wonderful experiences of being accosted and uh, assaulted, yeah, um, and yep. with some dogs, you know, those teeth—man, that's assault with it. If it wasn't, if weapon. it
2: wasn't for these dog parks, we'll our, we'd, our be we'd be out of business. We'd be out of business. <laughs> you know, exactly. If it wasn't
0: for doggy daycare and and dog parks, literally, our, most of our business would would go away. Absolutely.
1: We actually have Pam and Phoenix on the line.
0: Pam in Phoenix. Well, welcome, Pam. Welcome to Pet Talk today. How can we help you?
3: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Thanks um, for calling in. I just adopted a dog. He is a year old, and he had been abused. So he is um, very yeah. shy. He doesn't. Wa- he actually doesn't want to be t- touched. And he's. I've had him for about a week, a little okay. over a week. And um, the first time I touched him, he just shuddered. Like he just didn't even want to be touched. Mm-hmm. He will not come up to me. doesn't like me to pick him up at all. Um, He does now go outside by himself. I have another dog, so he's been following the other dog.
0: Um,
3: But I want to know, is there anything that I can do to maybe make him more comfortable with me to allow me to pet him, um, pick him up? Um, He's a small dog. He's Mm -hmm. uh, like a min-pin mix. So I, I just you know, I, other than taking baby steps, going slow with him, mm-hmm. is there anything else that I can do?
0: Sure. Um, there are things that you can do. I've got a quick question for you. You mentioned that uh, the dog was abused, and how do we know that?
3: Um, he has an injury okay. that um, he was he was found by, I think it was a FedEx employee, was making deliveries at this apartment complex and uh-huh. kept seeing the dog. Um, he was Trapped and then turned into um, Maricopa um, Animal Control, mm-hmm. where he was taken in by a rescue. He's been he was with a rescue for three months. Um, he has an injury to his leg that's permanent. Uh, he can put a little bit of weight on it, but he doesn't really use the leg. He kind of hops around. Uh, he just cringes when you go near him. Uh, he doesn't bite, which is, I think is totally amazing. Mm-hmm. That he's still you know he's not a nasty dog at all um but Pam, you know, how long I'm have you having, had him? I've had him for a little over a week now
0: over a week okay so Pam, um there's a lot for us to discuss. There's a lot for us to to talk about with this, okay um but one of the first things I want to say is that this dog's true colors they're gonna come out in the next two to three months. What we see right now, um, having the puppy for a week or having the dog for a week, um, we're going to see a lot of other things as uh, the, the dog gets older. Um, can you hold on the line? Sure. Pam, um, because we're going to have to uh, go to break in a little bit. Um, but when we come back from break, I want to... Make sure that uh, we address all of the issues because it's, it's heartbreaking when you got a dog that's shy and they run away and they don't want to be touched. So folks, don't go anywhere. We gotta go to news. We'll be right back.
1: Ugly thing like that, right?
0: there's big old I love everything. You know what that is. That I do, Will. That I do. We've all had that um, go between the toes at one point or another. <laughs> if you've been around dogs enough, if you've had enough puppies and you've been potty training enough, you have all had that experience. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. Thanks for staying with us. If you are just joining us, you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. As I said, I'm Will Bangora, and I am here with my co-hosts, Brittany Duchesne and Jordan Marstella. Hello, hello, hello. And we're here each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on 1100 KFNX, um, answering your questions, taking your calls, helping you with whatever kind of behavior and training problems um, you're having with your pets. So if you um, are in Phoenix or the surrounding area, please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you um, put an end to these problems. The number to call if you're in or around Phoenix is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866 536 1100. Before we uh, went to news, we were talking to Pam on the phone. Yes. And we still yes. have Pam with us? Okay. Pam, are you still there? I am. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so you were talking about, you've had this rescue for about a week, and it's about a year old, and you said that you adopted it, but it's been abused, and it's extremely shy. Would that be accurate? Like, very shy? extreme shyness, yes. um, fearful, really fearful. Um, and you can't even touch it, right?
3: No, he does not like to be touched at all.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's tough. You know, that's heartbreaking Everybody's like, you know, is this going to work? You know, am I, am I the right, is this right for the dog? Is this the right place for the dog to be? Um, first of all, you know, I asked you, you know, how do we know the dog's abused? And, and you came up with the answer for that. Yeah. Now, Imagine things that happen to other animals that are abused, humans that go through significant abuse, okay? That can cause all sorts of issues, post-traumatic stress disorder. Because here's the thing, Pam, you've not been threatening to this dog, have you?
3: No. No, absolutely not. I knew you
0: weren't, but I wanted to bring that up because this is my point. For the last week, you've been nothing but gracious and loving and doing everything right and trying not to be threatening. Yet, this dog views something, you, that's not threatening as this huge, huge threat. So, where is that coming from? If it's not coming from you, Pam, it's coming from internal stimuli. Irrational Fear. Irrational fear. Yeah, exactly. There's normal fears, and we would expect normal fears exactly. and stuff like that. All right, And some of this is normal because we know there is trauma. But to the level, the extreme level that we're talking about, um, I guarantee you we're, we're looking at post-traumatic stress disorder. And we'll talk about things that you can do training and behavior modification-wise However, this is one of those situations. This is one of those dogs because of the severity of the fear and the anxiety that you need to make an appointment with your veterinarian, okay? Because this is a dog that's going to need behavioral medicine. Absolutely. In conjunction. We know that dogs that have this PTSD and have had this kind of trauma, um where it gets so severe, we know that serotonin is one of the big Factors, one of the big implicators in this, and and so that serotonin needs to be boosted, um, and we've got some really good medications to do that. They're safe. There's few to no side effects, um, and it can really help. Now, will medication alone turn this all around? Probably not. Typically, you need to use that in conjunction with behavior modification, um, and you know how I was talking. Um, well, no, we talked about that during the break, the cat, right? Yeah not, yeah. not on air. Yeah. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to pair things that are incredibly wonderful with the dog just looking at you. Exactly. Okay? And so every time the dog looks at you, even looks at you, I want you to toss a treat. Something high value, you know, get some cut up chicken. Forget about feeding the dog kibble. This dog's going to get lots of food rewards. Use chicken, okay? Um, Every single time that dog even looks in your direction, bam, throw a treat. Throw a treat. Every time that dog moves even a half inch towards you, throw a treat. And if the dog then moves another half inch towards you, throw another treat. And gets a little closer to you, throw another treat. And then rather than touch him, when the dog is close, give a treat as you lift your hand just barely right. Then give another treat as you lift your hand just barely. Then give another treat as you reach towards the dog a little bit. Now, if the dog is running away from the hand, you've gone too quick too soon. You need to take that in little tiny baby steps. We've got a decon or we've got to um, counter condition and desensitize. The dog um, to being touched, and and before there's touch, there's reaching towards the dog. And my guess is, what happens when you reach towards the dog, Pam?
3: Uh, He does not like that at all. He'll run. He'll run. I I can actually give him food. He he does. He will take food out of my hand. Good, good. But I can't touch him. Right. He'll he'll, as soon as he gets the food, he runs.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now, again, don't worry about touching him right now. Worry about getting him comfortable with treats having your hand move towards him a little bit. And then when he gets comfortable with that, when you do touch him for just the briefest second possible, you're going to put the the lightest amount of pressure. I mean, just unbelievably little pressure. And when you do that, have the treat in your hand and feed. Okay. And then take that tiny bit of pressure off, stop feeding and then put just the tiniest bit of pressure back on and feed, feed, feed. And then, Get rid of the feeding, get rid of the pressure, and you do that back and forth. You're pairing in in very black and white terms where your timing is perfect. The food starts happening when the trigger occurs, the thing that the dog doesn't like. And when that trigger, the thing the dog doesn't like, is ended or it goes away, the food goes away. And we do that over and over and over, and that will help to change the dog's emotional state where right now touch is scary as heck, um, and reaching towards it's scary as heck. And I'm guessing, Pam, that this, this dog's got a lot of other fears and, and anxiety.
3: I, I'm sure he does. I, you, you know, I, I haven't had him that long, sure, but I do yeah. know that, um, he, he, he does like whole, Growl at things sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's looking at, but there's nothing there for him to growl at. Again,
0: Pam, responding to internal stimuli, and that's why I recommended you go to the vet and get some medication. Because all the training and behavior modification in the world, oh, it'll help. But the component that's neurochemical—that—that that, that part of the problem—and trust me, there's a neurochemical imbalance. And it's contributing to all of this fear. And, Pam, the thing I'm really concerned about is I expect over the next month or two months, maybe three, um, the dog's going to start getting aggressive. The dog aggression's going to come out.
2: Absolutely. Right
0: now, the dog's overwhelmed. It's a new situation. The dog has shut down, and yes. all we're seeing is the fear. But you just mentioned just a little while ago this growling and nothing's there. So what's going to happen is <clears throat> the dog's going to get more and more comfortable in that surrounding. And, and what happens typically, it's about two months. Yep. It can happen a little sooner, a little bit later. Um, But now all of a sudden, they go into fight, and they're not always going into right. flight instead of running away, sometimes they'll snap and go forward. Exactly. Um, So another reason why we need to have you get to your vet and we need to have you talk to your vet about behavioral medicine, okay? Um, And the other thing, Pam, you need to get an experienced behaviorist to help you with the counter-conditioning, the desensitization, um so you can give myself Jordan or Brittany a call at Phoenix Dog Training. Our number is 602 what's our number? 769. Well, I know mine. 1411. Yeah, 602-769-1411 or you can go to our website phoenixdogtraining.com. We specialize in aggression. We specialize in Absolutely fears, we do. phobias, uh dogs with uh, severe anxiety. Yeah. Um, but these things they take a lot of time to work through. We're talking a, you know, daily work on desensitization and counter conditioning. Um, and, and we're looking at about six, months. six months. months yeah. yeah. And that's, that's just the work with
2: the behaviorist. The work is going to have to continue for some time after that. This behavior mod takes time, Pam. And it's, it's not a, it's,
0: it's, it's not hard, yeah. but it's inconvenient. Yeah. There's no quick fixes. And, and like Jordan said, it's not difficult anybody can do the work we can teach them how to do it now you got to be pretty precise and so that's where we're really helping people is making sure it's very precise and of course you got to make different adjustments for every different dog that's out there because they're all a little bit different. absolutely but um there's a lot to the process and like jordan said it's not that difficult to learn but it is inconvenient and you've got to do it a very very specific way We need to take a quick break so that we can hear from our sponsors again. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we're taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll be taking more of your questions and talking more about your dogs. He never tells me that he's sick of this house He never
1: says, why don't you get off that couch He don't cost
0: me nothing when he wants to go out I want you to love me like my dog That's why I keep telling my wife, I want you to love me like you love our dog, babe <laughs> Let me tell you something Oh whole nother human being comes out when that dog is there you know you know my wife is you know one of these big strong you know i mean just jesus Folks, i've i've met his wife she's, she is she's like this amazon yeah. woman right and but not just not just that it, it's mentally strong i mean she grew up in a Civil War. she's intimidating she's a very intimidating and powerful woman <laughs> she, she is she her. is but um Let me tell you, she gets around that dog, gets around Boo. (laughs) Oh, you see a whole different person. All those walls go down. I never knew she had those kind of emotions and feelings that could emote.
2: Let me tell you, folks, any great man knows that his wife is just
0: allowing him to wear the pants. Absolutely. (laughs) Shay, I got a shirt that says, um, boss. Right, She's <laughs> got one that says, the real boss. That's, <laughs> right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, we're not just talking about my wife. I'm Will Bangura, <laughs> and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Um, if you've got a dog or a cat or any kind of pet, and you've got some training or behavior problems or questions, or if you'd like to comment on today's show, hey, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866 Eleven hundred,
1: and we actually do have a couple callers on the line. So we have Eller in Phoenix. We'll take him first.
0: Who's our, who's our other caller besides Eller?
1: Marco.
0: Marco. So Marco, hold on. We're going to get to you, buddy. But first, Eller in Phoenix. You said.
1: Did I say that right?
0: Yeah. I... Okay, Eller in Phoenix. Hey, Eller, welcome to Pit Talk today. How can we help you? Hello. Ella, are you there? I
1: all the time. Okay. Are you, can you hear me? I can yep. hear you we now. We can hear you now. Oh, okay. The reason why I'm calling is because my cat meows all the time.
0: When did this start?
1: I'm going to say about a year ago. And um I can just give you a little background. I, i I thought that it was you know because we had the pandemic and they had said that pests could get uh virus. I took her to the vet in July and they ran tests on us. They didn't let me go in, but they kept her for about forty five minutes mm-hmm. and then they uh everything came back negative, but she continued uh to me out and followed me all the time, so I took her to another vet in October. And I got the same results that they, they They couldn't find anything wrong with her. Right, because now, they're
0: looking at something physical. All right. Now, a lot of times when we do have cats that are meowing, yowling excessively, especially all throughout the night, typically there is a medical issue going on. So you did the right thing. You did the right thing by going to um the vet. You did the right thing as far as getting that checked out and ruling out those physical things. Um You know, this is a problem that primarily is resolved with medication. Um, Typically, if you go to your vet and you talk about it, if they know about behavior and behavior medicine, and that's a problem with veterinarians. I got the utmost respect because they've got to deal with physical medicine with all these different species. There's no other medical profession out there that has to deal with such a wide variety of species and problems. But... In vet school, they don't get training in animal behavior. Now, I know that might come as a shock because everybody that goes to their vet thinks they're the guru for behavior as well. And they ask them for advice. And I got news for you. Asking your vet for advice about behavior, for the most part, there are some that are good. But for the most part, you know, might as well just knock on your neighbor's door and ask them what they think because it's no different. It's no different. I've heard veterinarians give the wrong advice over and over and over many, many times. One of the things, one of the things is keep your puppy inside until it has all of its vaccinations. Mm-hmm. But that's for another show. That's for another show. So, Eller, what you need to do is see your vet. Your vet should at least understand that, uh, we do prescribe Prozac for that behavior problem. Can you, I can't hear you. Can you get closer there we'll to the a phone? Commercial.
1: Oh, okay. I can hear
0: you, sir. Yeah, we've got a lot of background noise. Do you have me on speakerphone?
1: Oh, yes, I do. Do me
0: a favor. Take me off speakerphone so we don't have that background noise, okay? All okay. Right. So you, did you talk to the vet about medication, or did the vet talk to you about medication? This uh, <laughs> like uh, the
1: only thing that the vet said to me is that the reason why she follows me and room to room, she's she person? wants to be around me all the time that's and when she can't see me, she starts me out. Which is anxiety.
0: Which is severe right, anxiety. So they
1: just told me to love her. No, that's not going to help you. No.
0: You know, it'd be great if we could all just love one another and we Absolutely. wouldn't have any anxiety. But the problem is, is that it's just not that easy. And what what you could do is you could get you and your cat more enmeshed and now when you're separated it gets worse the anxiety is right. worse that anxiety is severe all right that's not a normal behavior most cats don't do that so that's my recommendation um go to your vet talk about some medication um, and I guarantee you, it's gonna help. And the medication is very safe. It's safer than giving, um, your cat, uh, a little kitty multiple vitamin every day. Right. right? Absolutely.
1: Marco in Phoenix.
0: Marco, I hope you're, you stayed with us. Marco, welcome to Pet Talk Today. How can we help you? Yeah. Hello Marco. You're on the air with Pet Talk Today. Are you there? you if
1: you like, Jay.
0: Well, I think yeah, Marco Ella, set the phone down. I agree. Are we still on with uh, Ella or did we go to Marco? Can I got all that Is background Marco? noise, just like Marco. Hey, Marco! Colo, <laughs> pick up your phone. All right, we can't hear yeah. Marco. Marco uh, decided um, that he was going to put the phone down. What? Marco, if you're listening, Marco, if you're listening, call us back. Okay, but I need you to stay on the line. Yes, this is live, this is live radio. Absolutely. Now, uh, we do have some
2: questions from Facebook, but not much time. That's all right. Derek, answering your question. Yes, we have a lot of people that got puppies during COVID and are now trying to surrender and rehome them because they didn't realize what they were getting into. A lot of people. Um, another question that we just got. Uh, wow, Derek, you have a lot of questions. We we're gonna contact you, Derek. Do me a favor and uh, message us. Um, Rachel, you have a Chihuahua who acts like Cujo when you shampoo her. She's fine with the water, just hates the shampoo. Don't shampoo and her. being dried off.
0: No, I'm not. I've I'm tried not
2: another me. brand of shampoo and the vet shampoo, but nothing has changed.
0: Fear of soap. Fear of soap. The water's fine. <laughs> the bubbles. The water's
2: fine, but she also hates being dried off.
0: Let me. Well, okay. There's a couple things here. Sounds like right? maybe a touch sensitivity. Have, but what about um scent? Ooh, it could be. It okay. could be. How about getting some kind of shampoo that has no. Sense. I know that's impossible me, for a dog, but let me the tell least you, I have I have a fragrance allergy. I, know. I can't use fragrance, and that makes sense. It, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but when I start looking at these things and and realize the sense of smell yeah. that a dog has, okay, if it if it'll take the water, but it won't take the soap, then one of the things I would begin to do to desensitize would be to have some highly diluted, lots of water, with just a tiny bit of soap. Okay, and start using that with your pet. And little by little, over time, weeks or months, you'll add a little more soap, a little more soap. So you'll be taking your soapy water out of like a bucket and utilizing that, okay? Because you got to start off with just a little bit of soap. And little by little, you add more and more and more, if it's the soap. Yes. Now, go get a fragrance-free one to start with, okay? Because your dog already has a bad experience with that other soap right so just by getting another soap will at least somewhat erase some of those bad experiences and get one without fragrance if you've got more questions about that and how to do counter conditioning
2: oh that that shampoo was scent free she says alright
0: well then the bottom line is you're going to have to get like a bucket of water and put the tiniest amount of soap in there um, and begin to get, you know, uh, the dog used to it. Do that on a daily basis. And when you're doing that, you need to be feeding high value. Very, very valuable. valuable. We've got to pair something absolutely wonderful with what the dog doesn't like and do that over and over and over. But the dog's not going to tolerate lots of suds right now. We've got to dilute the heck out of that but don't put that on the dog if you don't have food with you no okay no, and no. and you do it for like 30 seconds and you're done and then tomorrow you do it for 30 seconds and you're done and the next day you do it for 30 seconds and you're done and try that that i mean that's that's it bottom line um you can also get more information about counter conditioning and desensitization by subscribing to our podcast Absolutely. you can go ahead and find the pet talk today podcast um I'm, it was i think two episodes ago that i did a special um podcast episode it wasn't on the radio um just on counter conditioning and desensitization i think i did yeah. You know, I got so much going on. I, I just can't remember. You know, I'm subscribed to it and I'm not, I'm not certain. I do remember hearing it. Well, folks, we are just about out of time. I can't believe that uh, we have to wrap up here. I want to thank everybody for their questions. I want to thank Jordan and Brittany. It has been another great show. We'll be back next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. taking more of your calls. We'll see you next week. Talk Sports, the pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX Phoenix.